Monday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Whitney Pittman along with Tyler Donaldson and Randy Conan in studio. We'll also have a report from Don Wick. The Farm Bill is one of the primary issues being discussed at the American Sugar Beet Growers Association annual meeting in Orlando. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Don Wick is there and has this report. Before the Farm Bill can advance, Congress needs to finish the appropriations process. American Sugar Beet Growers Association Executive Vice President and CEO Luther Markwort says there are many competing forces. They're dealing with this border problem that they have, which is a priority. Uh, they're off campaigning a lot, so they're not in town nearly as much. So the, the amount of legislative days are less than you would have in a, a regular year. So if somebody can tell me how all the appropriation stuff will play out then you go, well, we've got enough days to do this. Um, but I know that, that the House Ag Committee really wants to move this is, you know, in March, April. Markwort feels the Agriculture Committee leaders are motivated to get the Farm Bill done this year. Time is the issue. We would like to see it done the first half of the year, part of it because of the baseline of how much money can you spend. And if you get to about May and you don't have a Farm Bill, done or close to being done and you get a new baseline and there's less money for agriculture that doesn't help us so that is kind of the one thing that's pressing congress to get this done earlier so if you you wait too long uh, and you get pushed under a new baseline with less money what have you gained so that's one of the pressures that are on, on members of Congress to get this done. The American Sugar Beet Growers Association annual meeting is considering the sugar market outlook, farm policy, and nutritional issues over the next day and a half. Raymond, Minnesota farmer Nate Hultgren's term as president wraps up at this meeting. Ada, Minnesota farmer Neil Rockstead is in line to succeed Hultgren. Our coverage of the American Sugar Beet Growers Association annual meeting made possible by Beta Seed, the Red River Valley Sugar Beet Growers Association, and Ag Country Farm Credit Services. I'm Don Wick, reporting for the Red River Farm Network. Congresswoman Michelle Fishbach of Minnesota has co-signed a letter asking the House leadership and the Appropriations Committee leadership to include delisting the gray wolf under the Endangered Species Act and any fiscal year 2024 spending package. The letter states that state governments are fully qualified to responsibly manage gray wolf populations and are better able to meet the needs of local communities, ranchers, livestock, and wildlife populations. Warmer temperatures continue throughout the week in the Red River Valley. Grand Forks National Weather Service meteorologist Jacob Spender says that today's fog could keep those temps from climbing even higher. Taking a look at the early portion of this week, we're looking at this continued fog chance that is going across the area. So hopefully as we progress throughout the day, we'll get some mixing which will allow for some of the fog to diminish. As we get into tomorrow and into Wednesday, we're looking at warmer temperatures across the area. However, if we do have some lingering fog or clouds across the area, that can actually impact the temperature forecast and bring those highs further down. Right now, we're looking at the mid to upper 40s in the southern Red River Valley and the upper 30s to low 40s in the north. The spender expects some precipitation at the end of the week and cautions to keep an eye on road conditions as those temperatures hover around freezing. 
and we'll actually start to see a system come up out of a southwest flow on Wednesday through the end of the week, and that will bring our next precipitation chance. And as of right now, it looks to start out as a rain and then gradually transition to a snow chance as we get into the later part of the week, Thursday night time frame and into Friday morning. Warmer than usual winter temperatures are a concern for sugar beet piles. Mindac Farmers Cooperative President and CEO Kurt Wickstrom says the next two weeks is critical. Yeah, we've, uh, we've got probably uh, about two weeks left of processing what we call our chilled beets. Uh, they're on ventilation pipe and so uh, we were able to bring the root temperatures down uh, since harvest. And so if we can get through, you know, the next 12 days, uh, we should be okay because then we'll transition into our hard frozen beets. And, you know, that two-week cold stretch wasn't fun for a lot of us, but it was what we needed to get our, our, uh, our hard froze beets, you know, close to being uh, finished off and, and froze very hard. So the next, it's the next two weeks for us that we're kind of on edge about. This is not the first time winter temperatures have been warmer than desired for beet piles. I think the last time we had a winter like this was 2012 and um, we were able to, to do okay then as well because of our ventilation. You know about 60% of our beets that are in long-term long storage are ventilated and so uh, in situations like this that helps us out quite a bit. Beneficial weather event expected to impact the Northern Plains beginning Wednesday. World Weather Incorporated says rain and snow will fall in the western Dakotas and Montana. Three to eight inches of snow is possible in the west with only a dusting to two inches in the east. Temperatures expected to cool back into the 20s and 30s by Friday. Scattered showers and thunderstorms will impact central and northern Brazil through Saturday with up to five inches of rain possible in a few locations. Southern Brazil will see widely scattered light rains this week and one to three inches through mid-February. World Weather Incorporated says rains will impact most of Argentina through Sunday with temperatures remaining hot through Friday. Argentina's rainfall amounts will be mostly less than two and a half inches. High temperatures through Thursday will range from the mid-90s to 110 degrees before cooling to the 80s and 90s by the weekend. Lowen & Associates market analyst Matt Hines says the grains continue to struggle ahead of this week's reports. Starting a little bit lower after digesting all the weekend news. Uh, still the main drivers are going to be South American weather. Uh, Brazil weather, of course, has improved here recently. Argentina's been through a couple recent hot and dry spells. Uh, we'll have an update on supply and demand, both from Brazil's CONAB and, and USDA here coming later this week. Um, you know, looking at the forecast, looks like uh, Brazil looks pretty good for the next week to 10 days. Uh, Argentina, though, you know, some rains possibly this, you know, into this week or into next weekend. This is the Red River Farm Network. Monday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Abbott Futures market analyst Preston Zacharias says the grains remain choppy as the row crops are seeing a bit of short covering. Well, I'll go back to last Tuesday when uh, both corn and beans had a textbook key reversal from new, from new lows for the move. And boy, it's been disappointing trade since then. The beans did not hang on to that, and they've actually nullified that key reversal. But the corn did hang on, so... Um, I think we can still lean on the lows being relatively solid in corn. And uh, I guess the, the early weakness was some unexpected rain in Argentina and, and Brazil sort of uh, overwhelming some of the drier forecast from last Friday. So that was the weakness there. 
The NDFB Farm and Ranch Conference took place over the weekend in West Fargo. NDFB Director of Organizational Development Joey Bailey says the event aims to bring young farmers and ranchers together from across the state. We target young farmers and ranchers under the age of 35, and we have a lot of college kids here. So even um, the next future of farmers and ranchers, we want to put the tools in their toolbox to help them on the farm and ranch. Uh, We really love that they are able to mingle with people their age, um, learn from their peers. That's extremely important for us and um, have a little fun while they're doing it. NDFB Young Farmers and Ranchers Committee Chair Chance Kitman says this conference builds networks and features idea sharing. A lot of what we shoot for is just building relationships and networks, you know, whether it's through our breakout sessions that you can gain a lot of an insight from to take home either to your family or friends and the new friendships you make in between at, at lunch per se or between the breakouts. Learn from all your friends too and people you don't get to see from across the state. AEI managing partner David Widmer served as a keynote speaker for the NDFB Farm and Ranch Conference. Widmer spoke on the considerations for buying farmland. We want to make sure we go through a good decision process and the first one is is farmland the right investment for you to be looking at at this time the second piece to keep in mind is when we have an opportunity to buy a farm is it the farm that we want to buy is that a price that makes sense and one of the ways it's important to think about this is you only have a limited number of farms that you're going to be able to buy in your career and is this one of those farms that you want to deploy your resources and energy and efforts to pursue. And if you're like most of us, you get really excited about the opportunity to buy a farmland, uh, the next farm that comes up. But if you step back a little bit and say, hey, is this the farm that I really want to deploy that capital on? You might pass that up and, and wait. Affordability is the final piece of the puzzle. Then we get down to the nuts and bolts. How are the financing? How is the pricing? How does all of this fit? Does it fit into my operation? And the reason why we sequential them this way is that if you were to say, yeah, I can afford X thousand dollars an acre on this on a farm, you're just going to go look for a farm to buy to satisfy that. So you want to think about the financing and the affordability uh, kind of last to make sure that we're not backing into this backwards and just buying farms for the sake of buying them. Minnesota Farm Bureau raised over $3,000 for farm in the Dell of the Red River Valley during their Leadership, Education, Advocacy, and Promotion, or LEAP conference. Farm in the Dell Executive Director Anna Sather was grateful for the contribution. Farm in the Dell is a nonprofit organization. Uh, we provide meaningful employment and life experiences in a community farm setting for individuals with developmental disabilities. So they come out to the farm every May and they help us run a CSA farm. Uh, CSA standing for Community Supported Agriculture. So we're so grateful we're a nonprofit, so we rely heavily on the generosity of others to kind of walk behind us um, and support us on our mission. So we're just so grateful that the conference, you know, helped us raise money to be able to uh, purchase things like seed and supplies and things like gloves and um, anything needed out in the garden and wages too, right? Like just anything operationally um, helps us so, so much. We wouldn't be able to do what we do out there without the generosity of others. Farm in the Dell employs over 20 disabled individuals each growing season on a 30-acre plot just north of Moorhead. Sather says employees learn valuable life skills. It's so wonderful to see the growth of the garden engineers out at the farm, and they do it by way of learning how to farm, which is so cool. Like I said earlier, just teaching them all the skills. And it's so cool to just see that go deeper into their lives, too, um, because some of the individuals have started their own patio garden or their own backyard garden since learning the skills at the farm, and now they're getting to reap the benefits and share that with their families, which is huge. 
farm in the Dell of the Red River Valley is part of Giving Hearts Day. Any donations through February 8th will be matched up to $20,000. This is the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. According to CattleFact CEO Randy Black, there will be another two to three years of declining cattle numbers. Black expects the number of cows and fed cattle harvested to be down another one and a half million head. Beef production will be down another three to four percent. Um, prices are going to be higher on all classes of cattle. Calf prices will average close to three dollars this next year. Eight to nine weight feeders will average in here a U.S. average number of about 240. Fed cattle prices averaging up in the in the low to mid 80s. So higher prices still tighter supplies that's going to be the the scenario for at least two more years consumer beef demand remains very good despite a more challenging general economy consumers do like the high quality beef they're willing to pay more for that high quality beef they may just not pay for it as often i think we're seeing some trade down so people that are maybe Instead of eating at a high-end steakhouse, they'll move back to a casual mid-level dining experience. Um, so we have seen a little bit of that trade-off. And there is a lot of pork and poultry on the market as well. So they have more choices in this cycle than what we did back in 2014 and 15. A look at markets before we leave you. Minneapolis, March wheat, eight and a half lower at 691 and a quarter. May down eight at 693 and three quarters. Chicago wheat 10 and three quarters lower at 589. Kansas City down 11 at 614. March corn a uh, half penny higher at 443 and a quarter. July a uh, quarter penny higher at 462 and three quarters. March soybeans seven and three quarters higher at 1196 and a quarter. May six and a quarter higher at 1204 and a half. Live cattle, February futures down 85 cents at 179.70. April live cattle. A dollar forty-two lower at one eighty-two thirty-two. Feeder cattle March futures down two dollars twenty-seven cents at two forty-two fifty-two. April feeder cattle down two dollars fifteen cents at one forty-eight. And February lean hogs sixty-two cents lower at seventy-four eighty-two. April lean hogs a dollar thirty-five lower at eighty-two forty-seven. This is the Red River Farm Network.